guys. Happy Monday. We're so excited to be back together. It's just me and Maddie today for another episode with you guys. Yes, we've been trying to switch it up, host some guests on the show, host some um, episodes with just the two of us. And this week we are actually answering you guys' questions, which are so exciting. We put a text a text box on our Instagram um, and asked you guys what you thought that Gen Z females should care about or basically just issues that um, you guys see with females in our generation and the perceptions that we have on them. Yeah, this is really all about standards that you guys have perceived that are put on women and kind of our thoughts on that because there's so many things and obviously when we say should, you can see in the episode title we're being like should in quotation Quotations. marks. <laughs> yeah, very much quotation marks of like what women should be doing, how they should be acting, different, you know, societal norms they should be following. And I think this is a um, interesting little girl talk episode. Uh, episode. I'm excited for where this is going because we are obviously girls. We're women, so we have our own perspective of how we feel about things, and it really helps to have you guys kind of weighing in on how you feel as well. So it's like a little conversation between us all. Yes, it really is. But before we jump into the meat of the episode, do we want to give our listeners just a little bit of insight, a little bit of catch up on our lives? Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if you guys listen, how long it was that? I guess that was two episodes ago. I was kind of um, struggling with finding a job after my ex-boss now kind of went crazy. Um, It was just, it was, my boss literally ghosted me. I don't want to (laughs) go recap through the whole thing. But um, now, two weeks later, um, and that's been going on for like over a month at this point since all that went down but I actually had a training for a new job today so that's where I'm at and I'm very excited Um, (laughs) I went away this past weekend too with my boyfriend and his family I got invited on the BF family vacay which was fun big things big things I know my first BF family vacation um so we did Carowinds which is an amusement park in North Carolina which was super fun we did Top Golf, which was awesome I didn't know because I'm not like a golfer um but I loved it I kind of I kind of hit it off there no pun intended <laughs> um but it was really fun what, what have you been up to Yeah, so I just got back last night into my apartment after 15 days of being gone and house-sitting and dog-sitting. And you guys, I've been trying to get back into routine because the dog that I was watching loved him to death. Um, But I was sleeping maybe four or five hours a night for days on end, which is just not healthy. Um, So now I'm back and I'm just trying to get acclimated again and um, working that eight to four and then teaching five to seven, you know, most days a week has just been a lot for me but it's been good and I actually have my family's dog Frisco with me um so he's been hanging out just trying to get into that routine (laughs) we do love Frisco he's the best um and it's super rainy here in Denver which I'm not used to and um but all good things I'm feeling very thankful very grateful for where I'm at right now and just happy to be back in my own space as little as that may be I'm excited because after this episode I'm going to Trader Joe's gonna do some grocery shopping you know all just the little things Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's so weird, like, being out of your own space. That's how you feel about, like, vacations are so fun, but then you just come back home and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I miss, like, my space where I'm, you know, where I feel comfortable, where I'm supposed to be. The whole, a whole hookah yeah. concept, you know? The home is, the home is where the hookah the is. The home is, yeah, it's, it's your space and you make it the way that you want to make it. And it's even just the little things, you know, I found myself drinking less water because I love my glasses here and then their house, like, they have great, like, you know, normal glasses, but... Um, 
wasn't the same thing. And so it's just little things like that. And ironically, I'm actually leaving again this weekend to go out of town for the 4th of July. Some friends and I are Wait, just going where are up you to going? the mountains. You're we're just going to the mountains. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah, her I have, dog's name is my dog's the same name, name of the We're town. going to Frisco. Yeah. So by the time you guys are listening to this episode, it will already have been the 4th of July. So I hope that all of you guys had a good 4th. And if you're listening from the U.S. and if not, then hope you had a good weekend. Um, but yeah, so I'm going up to the mountains with some friends and I'm super excited for it except I checked the radar and it's supposed to be pouring down rain all weekend so we'll see how that goes but that's kind of that's kind of my little life update I guess if you will nothing too exciting that's fun. I didn't even know what you're doing for the fourth. So good to hear. I think I'm going yeah, to what Charleston. Are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm oh. going to Charleston. I think, um, which is Maddie's hometown. I'm jealous. I was I, just I'm in Charleston of, all the time. <laughs> uh, I was just telling one of my friends, like I feel like I'm Fourth of July spoiled because I grew up in Charleston, obviously, and. I just feel like Charleston 4th of July hits different, especially because if you guys don't know anything about the history of Charleston, um, it Fort Sumter is located in Charleston, which is where um, the war ended, obviously, the Civil War, um, not, you know, Revolutionary War, which is what Independence Day is. But I feel like it's just an overall very, like, patriotic yeah. place. Um, there's a lot of history, a lot of of the Civil War and Independence War, actually, battles were fought in Charleston slash in South Carolina in general. So I just, it's there's a different. Lot to appreciate like, there's a there. lot of, a lot of patriotism and um, lots of fireworks. You know, the beach is there. People are on boats. And then in Denver, it's just kind of like, eh, we can't even do fireworks here. So a little bit less Yeah, I feel like the fourth is just such like a, a lake or ocean vibe. And Charleston has, or they don't really have lakes, but they have like harbors and the beach. So yeah. I think we're going to go out on the boat on Friday and Saturday and then on Sunday hopefully I can drag Drake who's my boyfriend to the beach um because I really want to go to the beach even though it's probably going to be crazy um and he's a Charleston local so he's like yeah there's just gonna be so much there's gonna be so many people down there I'm like I don't care I want to go to the beach um but yeah that that's what we have coming up and I am I'm excited it seems like it's gonna be a good weekend now I have kind of an income starting to come in as well once I work more of my job um so things are just things are looking up also can't believe we didn't mention this I booked a plane ticket yesterday to go see Maddie so I am gonna be with her we haven't even talked about this like via phone call um but yeah I booked my plane ticket to Denver yesterday so I'll be going out there in literally like three weeks it's gonna come up so fast so I'm really excited for that I am so excited, and it'll be good. We will be recording in person together. Um, Stay tuned, you guys, because we have something really fun planned for just the podcast in general in the upcoming future. I know. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) I know. It's going to be so fun. Not – I don't want to give anything away yet, but – It'll be fun, and so we're Some super revamps. excited to be together. And aside from podcasts, just to have that friend time as well, and um, you know, because we don't get to see each other all that often, so it's all exciting. But with that being said, do we want to jump into the episode in terms of questions? Yes, I would love to. So um, we have a list of questions. They kind of range around that same topic, like we were saying of um, 
standards around women, what women should be doing, specifically like Gen Z women, um, because obviously older generations grew up with different standards. So these are kind of the standards that we feel have been put on us as Gen Zers. Um, and yeah, so I can go ahead and read the first question. So it says, how do I keep my motivation to work out at home? I'm a dancer, Ooh, me too, and I really need to keep my shape and I don't have the motivation to do so. Yeah, so first of all, great question. I feel like a lot of people can relate even if um, you're not a dancer or anything like that. Just keeping the motivation to work out in general, let alone at home, and to really keep your figure, for lack of better words, is a very hard concept. But first and foremost, just I want to acknowledge that your body does so much for you beyond how it looks. And I feel like that's just really key when um, talking about a question like this because changing your mentality to express gratitude towards your body is really number one. And um, it really is so much better than just your body image and um, how you look on the outside. But also we know as girls that is a big part of it. A big part of um, our mental health is kind of how we see ourselves. And so if you change your mentality to express gratitude towards your body and note that your motivation is deeper than kind of a surface level or physical um, appearance, it's a lot easier to continue with your motivation because motivation has to be deeper rooted than just looking a certain way. So if you focus on how working out makes you feel, for example, it's going to be a lot easier to continue. So I always say it takes 21 days to make a habit. That's something that um, I've read multiple books on, listened to podcasts on, that kind of thing. So that's three weeks, guys. Create a realistic workout routine that you want to accomplish for three weeks. And this means more than just doing an intense workout every single day or three days a week or whatever. This can mean moving your body by stretching before bed. This can mean going on walks during your lunch break. Um, Just finding some kind of movement within your body every single day and finding a routine that works best for you. And keep note of how you feel at the end of week one, at the end of week two, at the end Mm -hmm. of week three, whether this be on your phone or in a journal, whatever you want to do, and be honest. Because if you're extremely tired, note that. I mean, I've done this a handful of times, and there are times where you're like, I feel awful after my week of working out three times in a row or whatever. My body's not used to it. But at the end of the three weeks, note what movements made you feel the best and proceed with those. So if you find workouts that you love, aside from how they make you look physically, it's going to be a lot easier to continue doing them. And also the added bonus is that in turn, if you like what you're doing, you're more inclined to continue doing it and doing it more frequently, which is more likely that you see those physical results as well. I don't know. That's that's my insight on that. Emma, what do you think? Yeah, everything you just said was fantastic. I think there's so much rooted in everything you said just about how it really is a mind game as much as a physical game. And I'm thinking back to our episode last week with Allie of how she was talking about how she got in such a bad habit with her eating and restrictive eating. Um, And it just wasn't, even though maybe she was looking skinnier, if that's your goal, or she was keeping her figure that she wanted, she just lacked so much energy. She lacked her social life and all that really plays into it. So, um, finding things that work for you like it might not be best to follow a you know a chloe ting workout um i know this is like a weird thing this is like very personal but like i was talking with my roommate and when i run on the treadmill like i honestly enjoy running but i don't enjoy like a nice little like 
jog running like I get on the treadmill and I'll like sprint like I will run super fast Mm -hmm. it's just what I enjoy I like listening to like pump up music and I would rather exert like 10 minutes of like intense activity than run for 30 minutes at a slower pace but then my roommate was like oh my god you run so fast but then she'll do three miles and she'll just run it slower and I'm only doing a mile but I'm like sprinting so all that's just to say like that's what I enjoy that's what she enjoys and so what your friends are doing what the internet's telling you to do might not work for you but you just honestly have to start with trying that's where it starts you have to try my thing at home is like just going on walks with my mom sometimes I'll do like workout videos up in like my bonus room and that's literally like just I found those things to enjoy it doesn't have to be anything crazy especially if you're fueling your body well from uh eating perspective if you're like eating healthy um eating things that make your body feel good you don't have to couple it with like this intense like marathon training kind of exercise you really just need to keep your body moving and find what works for you and then those physical results will come as those uh, those habits build like you said after I mean after three weeks if you've really created a habit it's going to be continuous and you're going to see those results that you want yeah and well and I also feel like not to kind of tie eating to working out because I don't want to do that at all but yeah kind of using an analogy that I just thought of while you were talking think about if you ate the same thing for breakfast every single day for your entire life you're gonna get tired of it like it doesn't matter how much you love that food you're gonna get tired of it the same thing is kind of true for working out it doesn't matter how much you love that workout if you do it every single day you're bound to get tired of it and lose motivation so switching it up and really listening to your body if you wake up and you want to go on a run, go for a run. If you wake up and you want to do a spin class, do a spin class. If you wake up and you're like, hey, I really want to rest, but you still want to move your body in some way, maybe that means a slow yoga flow. Maybe that means foam rolling. Maybe that means just sitting on your floor and stretching or Mm -hmm. doing some sort of meditation or something like that. Like switch it up because that's the easiest way to just continue being motivated, I guess, in my opinion. But we will move on to the next question. Um, which is there is a societal pressure to join a sorority when you go to college. Thoughts? This is interesting because I think me and Maddie have both had very different experiences with this, but starting off from the place of, I mean, it sounds like this person probably has not gone to college yet and they're maybe contemplating joining a sorority. Um, I was in that very same position. I think Maddie was too. We're both like, I mean, I don't want to quote, like, I don't want to say the word girly, but, like, I don't think either of us were ever, like, those rah-rah sorority girls that were just, like, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, live, breathe Zeta or, like, whatever. Neither of us are in Zeta. (laughs) That's just a random example. (laughs) But it's, like, I didn't know. Like, I just had this kind of preconceived notion of what sororities were. They felt a little, like, fake to me almost. They felt a little ingenuine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I did feel some of that societal pressure of, like, okay, well, if I don't do one, are people going to, like, not think I'm cool or, like, am I not going to fit in, whatever, whatever. I honestly, I was actually talking to one of my little sister's friends who just graduated high school, so probably same position you're in. Um, She was actually talking to me and was like, I don't know if I want to join a sorority. Like, I had this whole entire conversation with her a couple days ago, and I was like, it really, there's no there's no negative in trying it out, but there's absolutely no negative in it not being for you. And I think that's where it comes down to. If you're feeling yes. pressured by your mom who is in a sorority or your friends who are all rushing, you don't need to feel like you need to do it. You will be completely fine without it. But at the same time, 
you really really never know until you try so I would say ignore the freaking pressure that you're you know you're getting put on like that's completely unnecessary and that's unfair to you but at the same time I would just try it out when you go through the rush process you'll kind of find if it's for you or not and you can go through a few days of rush if you're like okay I'm really not liking these vibes you can literally just not rush not join a sorority or even if you join a sorority realize it's not for you you can also pull out um but sororities especially like my I think my university has a really really positive panhellenic just environment as a whole and a positive panhellenic experience where like everyone like it actually is an uplifting prop process sorry I'm stuttering um but it's an uplifting process it's not some surface level little like okay you're just gonna wear cute shirts and take instagram pics like they actually tried to like do a values-based recruitment so I think there's there's stuff to gain from it but I probably am not going to your college um yeah but yeah what do you think Madison I don't know that was actually exactly what I was thinking was I feel like it really just varies from sorority to sorority school to school yeah um at least from my personal experience the biggest tip that I can give is that um like you said try it out if you Uh are at all interested um it's easiest to go through it obviously when you're a freshman you're going through it with everyone else but at any point in the game if you feel like you want to join one join it you're not married to the idea I at least was in it for three years um I was very very actively involved in my sorority actually I was um I was a department chair and um, did a lot of stuff with our philanthropy and I actually considered being on our our executive board and had some in-depth conversations about that Um, and without being like weird about it I almost felt like in a way I was kind of like the poster child for my sorority in a certain sense Um, but there were just a lot of internal problems that I didn't love and um, I just I didn't want my involvement in the sorority to project other people's or project that outwardly onto other people so that their opinion of me was kind of inaccurate and that they only saw me as like what the sorority's values were and they started to kind of surface and I didn't necessarily agree with them so I chose to leave um but do I regret joining absolutely not it was a lot of time a lot of energy a lot of money and it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows and like I said there were a lot of internal problems Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day it connected me with a lot of people my two best friends to this day um I've said this before I believe on a podcast I met through my sorority um all three of us are actually no longer in the sorority but if it weren't for joining this I probably would not have crossed paths with both of them. I know for a fact I probably would have not crossed paths paths with one of them just because she wasn't actively involved in campus or actively involved in campus um, a lot to begin with. And so I feel like it all comes down to knowing what you want out of your college experience and knowing if you personally have that inkling to join a sorority, join it. And if you don't, don't don't wow we're both stuttering (laughs) today Um, (laughs) but just know that there's nothing wrong with trying it if that means going through rush if that means getting a year and if that means getting three years in do what's best for you yeah I agree and also the thing with sororities is they're the they're like not the only things on campus to do by any extent like there are so many organizations so many clubs that you can be a part of so if you're like okay maybe I'm not a sorority girl but like I don't want to 
not be able to find a group. I don't want to not be involved in something. Like, there's no need to rush a sorority just to be involved in something because there are so many other things to be involved in. But it is a really great community that gives you lots of events, lots of connections, like Madison was saying. Um, but at the same time, there's a million other things to do in college and there's many other things to get involved in. But I would direct you when you do go to college to, or like at any point in college, if you're feeling lost, feeling kind of like you don't have a group, I would direct you to get involved in some sort of club. It does not have to be sorority at all, but like you need to be plugged into something. It's going to give you a sense of belonging. It's going to connect you. Um, it's going to give you, you know, some kind of some responsibilities, stuff like that, that'll just keep you, um, I think a happier person overall in college, because if you just sit in your dorm room all day and don't, this is a whole other topic, but like it, college can be really lonely if you don't go out and find things, which I think is different from high school because in high school you're kind of around those same groups of a hundred people or 200, literally however big your graduating classes or whatever, but you're kind of like forced to make connections with people just because you're like constantly around them. But in college, you're not really going to be forced to be around anybody. You're going to have classes with a bunch of different people. You're probably not going to meet that many people through your actual classes. Like, I know I haven't made that many friends. Like, I made a few, but, like, good friends in my classes just because every class is so different. Yep. I I completely agree with that. So, yeah, get, get plugged in and find your group. And if that's in a sorority, great. And if it's not, that's a-okay. But next question, let's move it on. Um, so, this is a interesting topic and I hopefully you guys know what we mean when we say being quote that girl that girl yeah this is like doing it all perfectly um just having that crazy morning routine like having this just like perfectly planned out day this like aesthetic not even aesthetic that kind of is more like a social media thing but it can yeah, be but more to or that. less yeah, yeah more or less this like poster child I'm using that word that you used yeah but literally this like poster woman of just productivity and success and just having all of it together at the same time um so this exact question was or it it wasn't even a statement actually yeah Yeah. it was more of a statement but I I asked on my Instagram story um kind of like a follow-up to the story that we did on our podcast and just said like what do you feel like women are like what boxes do you feel like women are put in basically and this girl said being able to do it all perfectly school work home wife mom social media fitness etc and it's crazy that that list is even so long um yeah it, it's Which just one, girlfriend you're doing a lot if you're doing all that is she well she's not a mom i i know who she is she goes to my college um she she's not a mom but it's just like the standards of some people are wives and moms and all this stuff and these are just kind of like um, categories that women as a whole, no matter what age, are put into, but, like, you're literally just expected to be this, like, put-together boss lady, and it just always, oh, what do you think about this? I just, there's so much yeah. pressure around being, like, that girl and just having it together when oh, there's absolutely. so many outside factors. Yeah, so I would say, first and foremost, um, as a fellow perfectionist, hi, um, nice to meet you, I hate to break it to you, girlfriend. You're not going to be able to do it all. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a, like, meeting where it's like, hi, Maddie. Hi. You know? like Tell me your um, problems. (laughs) Yes. No, but you're not going to be able to do it all perfectly. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's just the hard truth. 
it's really about prioritizing what's important to you and not spreading yourself too thin, um, which I actually want to do a whole other episode on this. Emma and I have talked about it. You know, the mm-hmm. I think it's Billy Ray Cyrus from Hannah Montana um, season like three or four. He said, spread my better tooth in. Now my toast is dry. And honestly, sir, you were correct. And Billy. It's, Preach Yes. <laughs> but it's so true. And the perfectionist in me used to think that if something wasn't perfect, I couldn't move on to the next task, um, which is just not true. Sometimes getting something done to the best of your ability at the time is better than not getting it done at all. Um, so at least for me, something that I've started doing is making the list of my priorities and a list of the things that make me feel most like me. But I set it up as a sort of manifestation list. So this is where the little bit of a twist comes in. Um, so you write down these things as though you're already doing them. So for example, going back to the schoolwork, home mom, home wife, mom, social media fitness that we were just talking about, these three things could come into play. So I am waking up at 6.30 a.m. to do a 30-minute yoga flow before my kids wake up. I am relaxing on the back porch with my husband, drinking a glass of red wine out of a long-stemmed glass as the sun goes down. Long-stemmed glass. (laughs) I know that I am capable of carving out time to finish my work. So yeah, it's just adding those little details, like you were saying, like the long-stemmed glass. The long-stemmed glass. (laughs) But I mean, just you know what makes you happy and that's very different for everyone even from Emma and I we're best friends we have been for 20 plus years things that are make me happy don't always make her happy and vice versa and that's okay it's because everyone is very different and so choose whatever is best for you but make these priorities and set these goals so that you're able to maintain this lifestyle and so if you know that coming home after a long day of work you need those 15 minutes to sit on the back porch maybe listen to a podcast or um drink wine or like drink some tea or sit with your husband or facetime your boyfriend or whatever it may be make that list of goals and make it as though you've already done it and you can really do this in regard to school work home life being a wife being a mom social media fitness all of it you can do it for all of it and you can sit down and make these I am statements for all of the different categories in your life and I know that I've said this on the podcast before I'm going to say it again your beliefs affect affect your feelings your feelings determine your actions and your actions yield your results so in short your outcomes are fully determined by your mindset so mentally noting your priorities and acknowledging it's okay if you don't do everything perfectly is really the first step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. That personal time, like you were saying, those 15 minutes or however long it may be, it's just as important as your other priorities. And I think that's where you have to realize checking boxes. You can you can make boxes for you. You can make boxes that aren't responsibilities that you have that are kind of scripted out for you already such if you have kids or if you have homework or if you have a job to go to those are kind of outlined for you but it doesn't make the things that you need in your personal life any less important um and yeah just going or kind of continuing with the same thought about the social norm around being that girl like this is this is rude to say but like just screw people that try to like get you to be a certain person like you don't have time for that like clearly you don't have time for that we just named so many things like we're literally trying to block in like 15 minutes of personal time like life is so busy and you really don't have time to like care what other and obviously easier said than done but you don't have time to 
try to shape your life the way that you want other people to perceive it because it's gonna make you more unhappy, more stressed out, truthfully. Like, if you're only going to the 7 a.m. workout class because you know that, like, Sarah's gonna be there and, like, Sarah will judge you if you don't come, like, you don't, you know, what hold does Sarah have on your life? Like, obviously a random example, but, like, she doesn't. So, do the things that make you happy on top of your priorities because that's gonna kind of cushion your stress with a little bit of love, a little bit of huga, if I might say. A little bit of huga, yeah. It really is absolutely. about finding the huga, like, in the middle of all the things you're going through. All the chaos. And even, like, in the midst of the chaos, like, and during the chaos, you know, having a picture of your family beside you at work or whatever, or just, there's just so many things. Yeah. Having a glass of tea while you're doing your homework um something like that which side note I actually I have something else to add to that real quick but this is a big side note um I've started drinking I'm literally gonna call it English tea because I feel like that's what the English people do um me generalizing sorry guys if anyone's (laughs) listening to this from uh England but I have loved drinking tea at night with milk in it oh I I heard of it so the other English tea I think it's English tea that's what the English do um, at least from my experience of being in the UK. But I have been doing like Earl Grey tea and in the morning even sometimes instead of coffee because I want to like sip on something like warm but I don't want to drink coffee. I'll do English tea with a little bit of almond milk and a little bit of stevia. Ugh, so good. Chef's kiss. Anyways. Um, I want to try Had to that. add that little antidote. But I also wanted to say – I can't believe I'm quoting my fifth grade band instructor right now. Wow, um, stretching. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm very much stretching. If anyone's listening to this podcast who went to Daniel Island School and took band with uh, Mr. Spitler, you will know this quote, and it is that there is a common misconception that practice makes perfect, which is false because practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent, Ooh. which – Actually, it's really stuck with me. Not going to lie, I didn't love playing clarinet in fifth grade. But this phrase has stuck (laughs) with me throughout my entire life because the way that you form your habits, good or bad, make permanent. So instead of striving for perfection, think about where it is you want to be and backtrack your lifestyle from there. So this can even mean the little changes. And like I said, takes 21 days to make a habit. Good or bad, that habit is going to form. So making time in your day to practice the things that you want to accomplish is going to make it a permanent change in your life. I do love that. You're not striving for perfection. You're striving to have like those, that permanent stability, that permanent comfort. Yeah. Yeah, Consistency and like all the things that you might be struggling with right now. I actually love that. I do not. I actually love that. Like, I'm surprised. You always have good stuff to say. Well, Mr. Spitler, you did well. (laughs) You did well, fifth grade band teacher. Next episode, catch Maddie with her clarinet solo. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, at the end of the episode, we put this, like, screeching noise, and everyone's like, what is that? And we're like, oh, it's Maddie on her clarinet. I was pretty good at clarinet. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't first chair. I was second chair. But I wasn't bad. Second's the first loser, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, next uh, question, kind of building off of this a little bit. We were asked the question, how do I build my, I'm going to put in parentheses here. I didn't even include it in the original question. How do I build my perfect morning routine? Perfect morning routine. Well, dang. This is, I think, I think 
for me right now. Like, I'm on summer break, so my morning routine, I wouldn't say, is any sort of perfect or in, like, an actual routine right now. I mean, there's routine and just, like, I wake up. I go make my breakfast and I chill but now that I'm working I'll have more of a routine which is honestly good um but I think building your morning routine again going back to what we said starts with prioritizing what makes you feel good like my mom is someone this is how we're I'm very different from my mom like she would rather wake up like 10 minutes before she has to leave so she can get like a little bit extra sleep like 20 minutes extra sleep so she is you know she's fully resting she gets ready really fast and then she can leave walk right out the door not that she's late or anything but she's just like okay I'd rather like maximize you know my sleep I'll wake up 20 minutes before I have to go you know do my thing and then out the door I'm someone that's like I would rather wake up literally an hour before I have to leave just so I can do the things that calm me down or make me happy or start off my day well so I think you have to realize what you know, you know yourself the best, you know little things in the morning that make you feel good. For a lot of people, that's coffee, maybe some English tea, like Maddie was saying, or like taking (laughs) 20 minutes to like read the book you've been reading, or even watch a YouTube video. I love, like, in college, I'll get up, I'll make my breakfast, and like watch a YouTube video every morning, and I think building your morning routine, it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. No, it doesn't have to be Pinterest, and I guess in terms of perfect, perfect really comes down to when you feel like your mornings are the best, and you know yourself the best, so I'm not going to tell you, like, okay, wake up at 5, drink coffee from 5 to 5.30, like, we, we obviously yeah. can't script out what makes you feel good, and it's very tentative to your schedule, um, but that's how, like, I, kn- I know for myself that I would rather have a little bit extra time to just relax in the morning, so I'm not, like, jumping out of bed, getting in the car, and going, or yeah putting on my backpack and walking right out the door how do you feel I completely agree I feel like we are so accustomed as Gen Z women to look at TikTok Instagram Pinterest Mm -hmm. and be like okay 5 30 a.m I set my alarm 5 45 I walk the dog by 6 a.m I'm back I'm doing an ab routine then I'm doing this (laughs) literally though not even then I'm having my matcha then I'm doing this then I like oh my god you guys it's not that deep. It is really, it is not, not that deep. That and deep. I, yes, I cannot say this enough. I don't care if your morning routine is literally getting up, brushing your teeth, walk, washing your face, and walking out the door. I don't think it's as much about what you do in your routine as much as it is about how you do it. So being mindful throughout the entire process and being like, okay, These three things that I do every single morning, brushing my teeth, washing my face, drinking my water, and then leaving, it's not super Pinterest-y. It's not super, like, that girl picture-esque, wow, I cannot speak today. Um, But it's just, it's about how you do it, and it's about having those little things that you do every single morning that establish that sense of routine and make you feel a little bit more calm in the morning. Um, I don't know. I feel like... I'm someone where seasonally my morning routine changes. I can tell you right now, um, I actually just picked up a 615 yoga sculpt class in the morning on Mondays. Um, so that means I'm going to have to be at the studio by 5.30, 5.45, which means oh I'm going to have God. to wake up at around 5 because I have to leave here by 5.15. I can tell you on those mornings, I'm going to roll out of bed. I'm going to throw on some yoga clothes. I'm going to brush my teeth, maybe wash my face if we're lucky, and head to the studio with a coffee in hand. Now, on Sunday mornings, when I have nothing going on, 
I still want to wake up a little bit earlier to maximize my day, but early is not going to be 5 a.m. Early is probably going to be 7.38. I'm going to get up. I'm going to make my coffee, go for a walk, maybe get brunch with a friend, whatever. Leisure. The same three things are going to be, like, throughout. I'm still going to wake up and brush my teeth. I'm still going to wash my face, and I'm still going to make my coffee as I walk out the door. It's not super Pinteresty, but it's consistent throughout every single morning, regardless of what time it happens. So I guess that's my insight onto it, um, is you don't have to build your morning routine. It doesn't have to be this 10-step skincare process and making a latte with beautiful foam art and blah, 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 blah. It just has to be what makes you feel, like you said, the best version of yourself. So I feel I like I feel like with that being said, we can move in to the last question, which I really want to insert the audio for um, from the TikTok yes. where it's like, I hate all men, but when he... So maybe we'll do that right here. <laughs> I hate all men, but when he loves me, I, I feel like I'm floating when... Anyways, the last question <laughs> is, actually, it's more of a statement, which again came from what um, pressures do you think we feel as Gen Z females? And that is, there is a strong hate all men energy. Emma, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is really interesting. I know the guy who actually asked <laughs> me this, uh, or not me, us collectively, um, but I thought it was really interesting to hear, you know, someone that, we're, we're not like super close, but like someone that I know would be like, oh my gosh, I, I never think about like the man side of this. Um, and I think this is something that as girls, we do have to be really aware of because there also is like, just mental health in general, this is, like, getting deeper than I'm trying to go, but, like, mental health in general is, like, I feel, like, so stigmatized for men just because of the norms of, like, Absolutely. men not feeling emotion, not feeling sadness, not talking about their problems, like, not whining, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about, um, so there is this, you know, those trends that are, like, all men suck or literally, like, kill all men like I've seen that one and it's like, oh you that's so also do you not realize how reproduction works girlfriend like we gotta continue the population going you know no and I'll see we can't hate all men <laughs> I see so many jokes and they're obviously jokes but it is hard for like if guys are constantly consuming content that's just like absolutely trashing on women it goes the same way imagine men suck men just absolutely suck no imagine like men making videos being like i hate all women women suck they're they're the worst and all the girls would be like oh my god like that's so like misogynistic blah 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 but it can kind of go the other way there is definitely a hate all men energy that and i don't i don't hate all oh, men yeah i don't i don't think i've and ever encompassed that but you know it, it kind of i think it stems from like girls getting their hearts broken by a guy or getting cheated on or like a guy friend like screws them over or something and so they're like oh this boy suck and I get it I really do like boys definitely do suck sometimes but um it's interesting to talk about like it, given that the statement comes from a guy like it's obviously something that's being perceived by guys as on the other end and like it's maybe not as much of a joke as girls are making yeah. it out to be because there is a lot of content that are like anti-men and it's just I think it can be kind of toxic, honestly. I completely agree. And I actually have a couple of things to say about this. First and foremost, if you have no, like, belief in, ben in men, if you just 
think that all men suck, if you hate all men, if you encompass that energy, first and foremost, I'm going to direct you to The Good One by Gabby Barrett on Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Music, anywhere you listen to your music. Um, it's a very sweet song about how she got a good one. I promise you they do exist. Um, have I found ones. one? No. So also, <laughs> hit me up if you're kidding. Um, jokes. But <laughs> I think that this hate all men energy really stems from girls wanting to place their blame. And I also feel like it's a lot easier to live life closed off. Um, I'm someone who definitely kind of falls into this category. I, again, like you were saying, like you, I don't really feel like I encompass the hate all men energy, but I definitely have been screwed over. I've definitely um, opened my heart up before and gotten shit on. For well, lack even of your words. last little, your last little, like, yeah, thing that you had going on, like this boy basically, like, ghosted her for no reason not even ghosted but then like hit her up like weeks later and was like hey sorry like i've been busy what's up and i was like like, oh how okay and then in that circumstance i'm like boys suck that's so annoying like he thinks that she's just gonna like give him attention again after he hasn't talked to her for like a couple weeks and they weren't even like a serious thing just you know boys do some annoying stuff though they do boys are very annoying and that's the thing is like i can definitely relate to the hate all men energy to a certain standpoint where it's like boys can suck and boys like can be rude and they can be misogynistic and they can like just not really be great in certain settings but also to that same degree it's like they're also trying to figure it out not me defending boys but like they are trying to figure it out they don't know what they're doing all the time either I literally um I'm not gonna call him out specifically because he would kill me (laughs) but someone very close in my life um is really he struggles sometimes with girls and he's like, yeah, like, I I just don't know what to do. Like, I really like her or, like, whatever. Um, but I don't think she likes me. And I'll be like, dude, she's done this, 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 and this. Like, she clearly likes you. And they're, guys, they're, like, surefire signs of this girl liking him. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, no, no, I, I, I don't think she does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you were so stupid. And that's probably from the girl's perspective. She's probably fed up because she's like, I've told him this. I've done this. Like, how does he not get it? And this guy genuinely does not understand that this girl likes him. And he likes her. And so it's just this revolving cycle. And so that's an instance where she easily could be like, ugh, I hate all men. Like, he's so annoying. I've given all these signs. Like, We've been talking for months, blah, 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 blah. And then he genuinely is just, like, living his life thinking he's not doing anything. So I feel like, to a certain standpoint, let guys be guys in the sense of – I don't want that to come across as, like, anti-feminist at all. But let guys be guys in the sense of, like, let them have emotion. Let them be able to figure it out. And let them, like, acknowledge that they're going through it just as much as we are because sometimes – Guys aren't as vocal about their emotions. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sorry for the guy that I was just referencing, but sometimes guys are stupid. Sometimes they don't pick up on little (laughs) cues. And sometimes it takes a little bit more directness on our end. Um, And guys can suck, but girls can equally suck. And so it's kind of like um, the song Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo, the TikTok trend where everyone was like, yeah, this really stings when you think about an ex, but have you ever thought a – about an ex-best friend during this song and it's like Mm -hmm. that hurts even more but we don't have this energy going around of I hate all girls I hate all females I hate all women you know because it's like we would be discriminated against ourselves so 
long tangent, but I don't know. I, I guess did that even answer a question? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. I mean, we're really just giving our thoughts about it, but you do have to realize, like, you can hate a man that has screwed you over. Like, you can, like, definitely, if a guy has, like, caused you, like, trauma or just, like, really ruined your trust in guys, like, it is very fair to, like, carry that forward we've and that's not what there. we're saying. Oh, yeah, we've definitely both been there. Um, and it's okay to hate a men or multiple men, but you, I think we do need to be careful as, as our Gen Z women, just a collective agreement to just not make guys that are unrelated to our personal issues, like, roped into everything, and also realize, like, some girls, like, do wrong things too, and some guys, you know, it's not only, like, a guy thing to do wrong, it obviously can be a girl thing too, um, and so we need to, I guess, just look at ourselves before we try to, I guess, blame other people or just blame guys for relationships failing or whatever. I feel like literally if you saw, like, let's say you come across a TikTok video of this girl, like, crying about a breakup or whatever, and she's like, my boyfriend just dumped me, like, he hates me, blah, 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 like, you're probably gonna take her side for it, and not that you shouldn't, but it's like, we don't know what she did, what he did, what it is, but it is this, like, presumptive kind of nature of like assuming that the girl's in the right and the guy's in the wrong and I think that can like negatively affect guys like mental health and their trust and relationships and just their day-to-day life of like feeling like people are mad at them for no reason and it's obviously not like it's not like we walk down the street and we see a dude and we're like hey you suck yeah like (laughs) you're the worst but um yeah I I think that was a fun a fun guy topic to hang to um enough our girl talk yes i i like it and actually i've really been thinking into this i haven't even mentioned this to emma yet so now i'm just spitballing on the air so you're welcome guys but (laughs) i think it would be really interesting to have a guy a couple of guys whatever on the show and ask them questions from a guy's perspective and basically come up with a list of questions Yeah, and have us answer like how we interpret a situation or how would we re- or we could do text like we could do text yeah. that'd be cool like morning and like how girls interpret it and how guys interpret like yeah like I I just feel like it would morning. be <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it would be interesting to have a guy on the show um so I have a couple of things lined up so maybe we can we can do that in the near future if that's something you guys are interested in um. But yeah, that was a good, I feel like, little girl talk about um, what we feel as females in Gen Z, how we feel society perceives us, and how we should react to certain situations. So if you like this content, um, definitely stay tuned on our Instagram at Podcast, H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. We always post a little text box and ask for your insight, which is how you guys end up on the show. So thank you to everyone who submitted questions or phrases or anything this go-round. And yeah, we're super excited to have an episode up now with just the two of us because it's been a hot second. Um, and yeah, we have some super exciting episodes coming up for you guys. Any other any other housekeeping things, Emma? I'm just I'm, I'm trying just to plug our we can plug our personal Instagrams. We never plug our personal. Oh so my I don't gosh, know why. we should do that. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, it's at Emma Roof, and it's Emma with two A's and then Roof, like the top of a house, which is what I always say when like people don't understand what I say. Which I like because when I was traveling with her mom the other week, um, <laughs> she was like, 
ordering a coffee or something. I don't know why she said her last name. Or maybe we were in security at the airport. I don't know. But she was like, Ruth, like the top of a house. And we were all like, oh, we like that. That's good. People always think we say, like, Ruth, like, R-U-T-H. Or yeah. it's weird because it's a common word, but, like, you mishear the ending of it. So I'm always like, Ruth, like, the top of a house. And some people, like, it doesn't humor them. But some people are like, haha. So shout out to the people who like it but what's your what's I your I can't really do that I'm gonna try to we'll, we'll go in um my personal <laughs> Instagram is at Maddie underscore bears so that's M-A-D-I underscore B-A-R-E-S and bears as in like barefoot with an S on the end or like a bare ass cheek or something yeah a bare ass well that's the thing I'm like I can't say anything <laughs> like that's fun You're about like mine bear, like a baby's butt <laughs> something like yeah, that yeah it's funny. like B-A-R-E instead of B-E-A-R um so yeah that's my personal Instagram um you can follow me on TikTok it's the same thing but I don't post fun content, so <laughs> probably oh not. My. And also, if you guys are listening to this, sorry, now we're really just kind of chatting it up. But I feel really like sometimes going. you guys like this, uh, like chatting, which is kind of fun. But we also now have a link tree in our Instagram bio. So if you guys want to find any of our episodes on Instagram, I mean, obviously you found this one, so um, you're able to find them. But we have, I think, Audible listed, Amazon, Um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole nine yards, all in our Instagram bio. So be sure to follow us on Instagram. Again, that's H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. And with that, we will be back next Monday for a new episode of the Who Girls Podcast. We will see you guys next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.